We are officially recording. All right. So. Recording what? Here we go. Here's podcast trailer. You're listening to the Connect Church podcast featuring the pastoral staff of Connect Church in Tupelo, Mississippi. This podcast delivers biblical truths, hot topic discussions, and encouragement you need on your daily journey to live like Christ. The Human Resources Department requires that I be available. Not sure if the invite cards are nifty, but the mustache is definitely not. He's in charge of our children. What are we doing? I don't. Here are your hosts, Terry Pierce, Andrew Pierce, and Tanner Stahl. Thank you all for being here. Let's get started. All right. So what'd you think of the podcast intro? I First, liked it. I liked it. Uh, it's scary to know that we're going to be presenting biblical truth, but <laughs> <laughs> we got Ron Swanson uh, I know, that presenting was awesome. biblical truth. So. I mean, anytime Parts and Rec's involved, I'm I'm a fan. So. Yeah, yeah, and I, I would like winner. to I would like to point out that the uh, the mustache comment is not regarding Ron Swanson's mustache, but Andrew's mustache. Oh, I got it totally. You know, yeah, for anyone who doesn't know. Well, like we said, I am your host, Tanner Stahl, along with uh, Terry Pierce, the lead pastor of Connect Church, and Andrew Pierce, the student pastor of Connect Church. We are here to um, provide just another avenue of connecting, I guess. Would that be the best way to describe this thing? Yeah, I'll go with it, man. This venture? All right. Well, um, w- what we want to do is we want to talk about, um, we want to kind of rehash your sermon a little bit Sunday uh, for our church listeners who want to uh, dive a little deeper. So let me let me start off with, um, it's called This Is Us, is the new sermon series that you started. Uh, you started it this past Sunday. And tell us what it what this series is about and why you felt led to preach this particular sermon series and how it just kind of wound up being at this particular time of the year. Yeah, it's a great story. As you well know, we were at our staff retreat in Russellville, or I mean, uh, I'm sorry, in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Yeah, in Rogers. And so, yeah. Right. So, and it was, um, you know, we really needed to hear from God being in that part of the uh, come world. On. But it, it was a beautiful area, so it reminds me a lot of Bowling Green. But um, <laughs> but uh, it was, you know, the Lord just sort of, I uh, did a lot of research and planning for the sermons for next year and it just came down to the fact that that was something that I just felt like we should do but I didn't like it I really tried to change it in my heart in December I was doing you know my final research and in, in preparing for the sermon series and the more I tried to get away from it the more the Lord just gave me a piece that this is what we needed and so we launched into it four sermons uh, dealing with uh, you know how to why the, it is important to have a church family and be a part of it so I'm excited about unpacking that and it really was a really cool response from the congregation it was awesome how much they loved it so I mean all right so Andrew as someone who gets to like like me who gets to sit in the crowd and listen to the sermon every Sunday tell us tell me something maybe you're expecting to get is that is that a fair question yeah yeah yeah. um so yeah obviously we have a a mantra we say here for even applies to us as a staff uh minus terry because he's obviously one preaching um but we call it uh serve one worship one where you know i'll be in children's church one service and then i'll be in the service for the uh other service and so i think it's interesting going through this series at this point you know with covid with um, people staying at home with people watching online with uh, some people coming here in person to hear all you know the sermons and everything. Where no matter where you're at, I think this series is specifically going to be speaking to me, and hopefully it will to um, everyone tuning in and everyone that's coming here in person on just how to be unified in this time of division. 
you know, everybody's mask, no mask, everybody's uh, stay at home, go out, do with your thing. Everybody's, you know, constant division is pushed down our throats from every avenue, social media, everything, it seems like. So I think this is going to be a series so that when we say we're actually bringing unity, we are bringing unity through this sermon series because it's not anything that we're bringing. It's, you know, God's truth to this. So I'm excited to learn how, um, I, like, I, I don't, I'm, sometimes I take the body of Christ for granted and that I really do need other relationships because I'd be fine if I never saw anybody ever again. You know, I could be that Ron Swanson, go live in a cabin, be fine. So <laughs> I'm actually excited to find out. We welcome out. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All three of us. <laughs> so I'm totally excited about hearing um, just about how the body of Christ encourages one another, how we can be unified during such a dividing time. All right, so the title of this past Sunday's sermon was The Only Family That Will Last Forever. And the uh, main point of uh, scripture reference was First Corinthians three sixteen and seventeen. Is that right? Yeah. It yeah. Would, yeah. Um, okay. And so I wrote down a quote that I wanted you to kind of expound on. That you kind of opened up the uh, the the discussion or the ser- the sermon with, um, and it was this: is quote He wanted a he referring to God. He wanted a family to love and share His glory with. Um, so talk about that a little bit more. And and then I've got a couple. Anecdotes to add. Yeah, to that's that's uh, it's such a really cool statement that God's just been working in my heart with, and it's I knew this Tanner, and we've you know we've you know preached a lot of this, but just not drilled down to it. Matter of fact, I'm gonna this Sunday gonna even unpack more of that thought, but it is really uh, a biblical concept that I don't think we've really taught well in the church and and to those of our our audience that's not used to church you know you think of this more of a structure building and it's sort of scary to go to church and everybody's silent and quiet you know i don't know how your view of it is but it really isn't intended to be that way the the biblical concept of church is it's a family that means you have rough moments and you fight and you don't get along and you encourage one another but man we're going to stick with each other we got each other's back you know what no matter you know whether arkansas has a losing season or not we're going to have your back dude come we're going to be there on. with you do, do you even want to comment on no miss oh, <laughs> so, yeah. let's, let's leave them out of okay here. all right so but whatever we are there is that we're together as a team you know it's a family and and i love the fact that that's what we're unpacking to maybe move away from what you thought church was going to be like from the american view to really the biblical view and this is god created us to be a family and that's what church is so along that line and let me take off my i work at the church hat and i'm on ordained (laughs) reverend hat for just a second because but even still i struggle with this question sometimes as well um if you do that would you please take off the arkansas hat no i'm not taking off my second Uh, (laughs) anyways okay so excuse me um he wanted a family to love and share his glory with and knowing that man would fall knowing that sin would separate us from him and separate some of us for eternity from him. Why did he create us and why did he create this world? And why not? Why didn't he just create, if he wanted this family to love and share it with, why not just create us all and put us all in heaven? Andrew, is this the music minister at our church going theologically deep? This Man, is scary. I know. <laughs> I know. I tell, this is what this is for. We want to get deep and ask questions that you know, others may be having, you know, let's, let's be, be really honest on our first podcast. Did your wife, Ashley, write this question for you? No, so. I came up with this question. About, <laughs> <laughs> no, 
I came up with this question about 30 minutes ago. So <laughs> that's, imp- that's, that's impressive. Yeah, man. I know. It's- yeah, I'll, I'll let Andrew uh, comment on here in just a second, but let me just introduce it this way. Uh, it, I mean, it's the for the last 2,000 years, theologians have debated that very question, and, right. and it's heavy-duty type stuff. But uh, the, the thing is that we want to focus in on, we'll never know the ultimate answer to that, you know, very, you know, heavy question. But what we do know without debate is that God built a redemptive program into this. And so while he did foreknow Genesis 3 and all of us are cursed by sin, look around this podcast table, uh, we, we understand, you know, the limitations of everything that we are. But it is so cool that the church focuses in on this family redemptive plan that God had in his son Jesus Christ to redeem us, to restore us, and to take what was broken and make new again. And so we will never answer the total why, but uh, all right, that's all I got. Andrew, what do you got? Yeah, um, so I guess kind of the simple way, this may not be, again, the most theologically correct, but the uh, the simple way, I guess, to explain it that I've even had to explain to, you know, some of these kids that do ask these deep questions. And I'm like, holy cow, like, how am I, where did that come from? But um, I explained it to him like this, you know, I was the type of kid growing up that if you said, don't do that, I'm going to like, like, don't push that button. Like there's a keyboard sitting in front of Tanner right now. And I, I mean, certain ones are lighting up and I want to hit the button. Don't Uh, touch my board. It does look pretty. It's got lights. Well, well, like Tanner, like you said, don't touch it. That makes me want to touch it more. I You know, I was that kid growing up, and I'm even seeing now when my daughter, um, you know, when we tell her not to do something, she's like, watch me, you know, up yours. <laughs> and she just does it anyways. So, you know, I'm just kind of like, I, I think with, when God created us, he, he didn't want us to just like automatically choose him necessarily. He knew who would, who wouldn't, all of that kind of stuff, but he created us. So we would worship him. He wanted us to choose him above everything else. To love him. To love him, to serve him, and ultimately, I think, in worship to him, um, to give him all of us and all of our lives and dedicate all of us to him. Um, you know, and of course, that was accomplished through the cross and through redemption, too. But I think even when he created us, that's why he created this place called Earth for us to be able to do that. It was literally our habitat and the place for us to worship him and not force us to do it, but he just wanted us to because he's that glorious and he is that amazing. And, right. and the thing that you'd add to that, for especially for those of you that aren't used to church and stuff, it, it's the same reason, you know, even us here at the table, all three of us, you know, decided to have kids, you know, I'm looking now, Andrew, I mean, Tanner and thinking, you know, why, but anyway, uh, <laughs> but all three of us decided to Thanks, have kids. <laughs> all three of us decided to have kids. And why did we do that? Because we wanted to share the love in our lives and in our marriage with another generation. And that's all God did when he created us. He wanted to share his love of the Trinity with other people. All right. I thought Sunday you stepped on a little bit of uh, toes, if you will, um, and kind of made it a little uncomfortable when you shared a quote from Jim Putman. Um, and it says, this is the quote, and I love it. It says, let Jesus redefine for you what family truly Ooh. means. Yikes. The family you come from is not as important as the family of God, that uh, as the family that God helps you create. Um, I mean, I love my family. You know, that I, I can imagine how uncomfortable people felt when they really kind of grasped yeah. that that quote there. It sort of uh, goes against the grain for us here in the South, especially because, you know, I'll tell you what, my family's what I, you know, anyway. But 
Uh, the truth That's my bubba. <laughs> you leave him alone. Uh, my kid doesn't ever do anything wrong. Yeah, you uh, can't talk bad about people here because, like, they're related to somebody, yeah, and you just true. insulted somebody's second cousin twice removed, but they're offended by it. Right. But, you know, really, again, it's just a non-biblical concept that we came up with, and, you know, Jesus, you know, taught us even in his own life, he forsook, you know, taking care of his own mother, even at the cross and other times in his life. He was, you know, what, 12 years old and went to the temple and said, I'm come to do my father's mission. Jesus is always about his father's mission. Family, yes, is important. And Jesus was part of a family, he was born into a family, but we have sort of moved it above God, Tanner. And and that's something that we've done in the American church. And it's not biblically historical. It's not church history uh, accurate. And so I think it's just so refreshing to come back and lovingly encourage people to really realize that God does, if you think about it makes sense who's the family and it's exciting tanner that you get to live for eternity with andrew and i oh great (laughs) (laughs) it's part of your family no and it's something that um (laughs) that we teach our kids even you know just this past week we took dinner to one of our church members Mm -hmm. who had a surgery and everything and my six-year-old, she said, why are we making them dinner? Like, like uh-huh. why can't their mom make them dinner? Wow. Right now? I was like, well, this is what happens when you're part of a church family. Excellent. And you love one another. We take care of each other. That's kind of what we uh, try to emphasize in connect groups and stuff like that. And even though these people aren't even in our connect group, but we want to, uh, you know, just love them the way Christ loved us a little bit, even if it's the small stuff. Great illustration. So. And I'm having a little procedure done in two weeks to so bring me supper. Okay. Well. <laughs> All right, let's wrap, let's wrap up this sermon talk with this last thing. Um, uh, your, your fourth point, uh, the point in which the band comes out on, uh, I, I love that it is, and this is so relevant for today. It says, the church is people who are preparing for heaven and Christ's return. And, um, even in today, as I've gone through some just some stuff uh, in my in daily errands and stuff, I'm like, can this happen today, please? You know, like, <laughs> can we yes. please just get this show rolling here? You know, I prayed that this morning, actually. <laughs> well, there you go. Expound on that a little bit about the church. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, um, you know, the thing that I, in my prayer time this morning is, to, of course, Thursdays are Thanksgiving Day for me. And I was just like thanking God for heaven and what it's going to be like. And I was thinking, you know, it's exciting about what God's doing here at Connect Church. We're growing. You know, uh, Andrew was just in a you know Zoom meeting with other you know leaders and our and um, and it just talking about what God's doing here. This is sort of unique and it's a great experience, but it doesn't hold a candle. I am so tired of the battles and the struggles of life and ministry and how do you get through COVID and our government and all those kind of things. Heaven is going to be so epic. Every bit of fun, and this is what I prayed this morning, Tanner. Every bit of fun that I get to do, you know, if you like hunting, fishing, all of that stuff, everything that's good, God created. All the good stuff that we have in our life, God created. We're going to get to do that in heaven. We don't float around with those little, you know, angel wings. We get to do everything. You get to be married and never have a fight. <laughs> you get to have, you get to have relationships. <laughs> and, and and without sin, how cool is that? Be we are way too much in love with this planet. We need to th- focus on heaven. So, so does that mean for Tanner, there's definitely going to be tacos, right? Amen. Uh, I think yes, so. I think so, yeah. As long as they're tacos for live tacos, I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is our time on Sermon Rehash and Discussion. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come right back with more of the Connect Church podcast. Have you been looking for a place to call home? 
Need a place that makes you feel welcome and valued while at the same time growing spiritually in Christ and biblical truths? At Connect Church, our mission is all about loving God, loving people, and making disciples. When we gather together, there is a spirit of worship and a spirit of kindness, a spirit of welcoming to anyone and everyone who is seeking God's will and truth in their lives. We invite you to visit during one of our two Sunday services to discover how Connect Church can help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Our friendly and spirit-filled worship environment is just the place for you. Visit Connect Church this Sunday during our 9 o'clock or 10.30 a.m. services located at 1650 North Veterans Boulevard in Tupelo, Mississippi. Or you can check out our live stream on Facebook or on our website at www.triconnect.church. Again, that's www.triconnect.church. We look forward to connecting with you. All right, we are back with our next segment of the Connect Church podcast, and this is where we enter the lighthearted, maybe fun banter, if you will. Just I don't know. I thought we've already had fun. Yeah, we've had we've had fun, but we're gonna bring it down a little bit as far as seriousness level, if you will. So I've got a question I do want to ask you guys, and just you know, with the doom and gloom of the world and and everything going wrong, and just annoying all the time tell me something you're encouraged by this something that happened this week whatever it may be that is encouraging to you what are you encouraged by man i just got to see our church family uh this week and i know i hate to be spiritual but that's where i live in my church world and it was just so awesome to see families that we haven't seen for a while that were back and just to see the smiling faces uh, <laughs> um I'm just, and I, and I know we need it, and I get it, but I am so ready to see smiles. The masks have covered up so much, you know, of the joy in our lives. And I know we have to, and I'm not belittling that, and it's important. But, man, it's just, I, you know, I, I just need to see smiles. Andrew, what have you been encouraged by? Um, well, we, uh, personally speaking, we, um, we are, I have a one-year-old, and we are expecting again um, very unexpectedly. And, uh, Expecting we, one. <laughs> a puppy. <laughs> um, we, so we went through, we're just going through stuff and we're working with, uh, my wife and her job and stuff. She works for a local orthodontist here and stuff. And we were, uh, because we got, uh, pregnant a little bit unplanned, um, you know, not, not your own fault. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we're not going to go into details yeah. about that on here, <laughs> but, um, anyway, so we, we didn't have like our maternity, her maternity leave set up and everything. And her boss has been so great to work with us that we figured out we can afford to live. Mm. So that's my encouragement this week is that we can financially afford to meet our bills and not go under. So, Hey, it's, it's little victories, man. This, yeah. is, really? this is grown up life that they didn't teach you about in school, that you get excited when you can like pay your internet and your mortgage and everything else. And I'm like, you know what? I didn't learn any of this stuff in school, but I'm thankful I know how to do it now. I learned a lot about, I learned a lot of things in Bible college that wasn't in the Bible. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't really know what else Andrew said after he said his wife works as an orthodontist. I've had a little bit of a toothache this morning. So I may, you know, just need to talk to a dentist. Mm. All right. My, my, what I'm encouraged by this week is, um, um, we've got a mission trip planned to Japan, uh, coming up in October, Lord willing. And, um, I have put out 40, Japanese? 40? <laughs> How do you say it? Can you say that again, please? Japanese? Japanese? And, 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 40 wait, wait, wait. Japanese. And, and you're the missions director for our church. And so. yeah, you need it's, to know how to say it if you're going, It's hard Tanner. because the, the application itself is not Japanese, so it's hard to say I've put out 40 
Japan applications because you want to say Japanese, but that's not right because the the application is not Japanese. Yeah, one, one of the first lessons you probably want to have in training the group before we go is how not to offend the people by that's calling right. her we Japanese. Don't, we don't want to do that. Um, anyway, so I put out 40 Japan applications. That's better. Now I'm going to say that every time. And um, 31 applications have been picked up. Nice. That's crazy. Yeah. I can only take 10 people. Um, not because of us, but that's just what the mission missionaries can um, uh, can handle well, over well, there. Technically, three of them I put I spilt water on. And I had to throw away. Are so. you serious? <laughs> oh man! Now I'm discouraged. That, there goes my encouragement. You know, Anyways. I mean, maybe if you actually did the applications in Japanese, nobody would have applied. So. Did you just say Japanese? <laughs> All right. Anyways, we're getting crazy over here. All right. So I'm encouraged by that. The fact that people are willing to go, they're not afraid to stay at home. They want to get out. They want to do their normal stuff. And even if that that means fly halfway, literally around the world to do it, that people are willing to do it. So I'm encouraged. And go share the gospel with Japanese people. Exactly. (laughs) Japanese people. And sushi. All right. Speaking of sushi, um, a little local uh, stuff here. Um, You know, I've only lived in Tupelo for two and a half years. You've been back for not even a year yet. So tell me where I should go in Tupelo. Let's get a little local flavor here. Let's start with you. Where's your, what's your favorite sushi place here in Tupelo? My favorite. Well, I got to say Oishi because it's cheap and it's good. Oh, and they're big as your face. Like they're massive sushi. Yeah. You can't beat Oishi. Fried rice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I would, I would say Oishi. I would look at, and that's another thing about the Japanese mission trip is the fresh sushi. Can't wait. Anyways, so where where to go in Tupelo? Let's get a little local plug here. Uh, uh, yes, why Sage? You have lived here what twenty years now. Yeah. Um, you, you should have some expertise in this area. I get what, my what tires you... changed at Tim Schubert's uh, <laughs> <laughs> East Main Tire. That's right, over on Main Street, East yes. Main Tire. Yeah. Are you talking about uh, inner places? I like the uh, anywhere. Yeah. The Crave. Uh, I like ice cream. It, only when they have the strawberry shortcake. It is some of the best strawberry shortcake I've ever had when they're it's in season. Yeah. Now, does is it better than any of the church members' strawberry cake? Oh, no. Uh-uh. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Terry's starting to sweat. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I will say I got the opportunity to visit a new Mexican restaurant called Cantina del Sol. Yes. Um, it was fantastic. Now, Tanner and I have had a debate about this, and he's wrong, but it's fine. Um that this is like it's a whole new level tier of Mexican food, I and agree. we could talk like a whole nother hour about this. But uh, it's it's phenomenal. It's a Steak little bit more. Mojava. It's a little bit more expensive than like your average tier Mexican restaurant, but I mean it's just it really is that much better too. It was just incredible the the experience. Um, you know the food they were quick getting it out to you and everything, and I thought it was a good bang for your buck. So you know how I, I feel about it. tacos. Oh man, dude. Oh, so real quick, Tanner. I got a, something called barbacoa tacos. Never had it before. It's basically like Mexican brisket on a taco, mm. and they do like mm. the puffy tacos, brisket. like at, at Tacos for Life. Oh, my goodness. In the it podcast, I'm going to lo- supper. Mm-hmm, that's right. <laughs> hey, I forgot to show you guys. I'm wearing my uh, my podcast shirt today. My parents got me this shirt for Christmas, and y'all haven't seen it yet. Are you ready? I know you can't see it on. You are muted. <laughs> you are muted. That's right. That's my new podcast shirt. That's nice. When I, I get like tired it. of hearing Andrew, just talk for me, Andrew. Oh, so the other yeah, we just turn you off and we mute you. We don't have to hear you. Body, body. Oh. oh no, oh no. 
Anyways, never, all right. Never unzip your jacket in front of me again. Yeah, you, well. <laughs> all right, so that's our uh, Connect Church podcast for today. Uh, if you have any questions, email the Connect Church podcast mailbag at tanner at triconnect.church. That's my name, Tanner, at triconnect.church. If you have any questions, uh, any comments, or suggestions that you would like to for us to go over, we thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Peace.